0: That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you
1: there. It's Monday, January the 13th, and you're very welcome to this additional Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan, joined in studio by the Irish Times' political editor, Pat Lee. He just returned a period of convalescence. Storm Brendan is blowing across Ireland as we speak, Pat, but there's a political storm brewing too. This is going to be a very major week.
0: Oh, very nicely set up, Hugh. Very nicely done. Uh, Yes, we believe that this, of course, will be the week that the general election is called and we will move from this seemingly interminable pre-campaign phase into the actual daily kinetic kinetic reality of a a campaign. So, hang on to your hats.
1: And quite a lot has already happened today.
0: Yeah, I think, um, to a large degree, the campaign is already on. It's just the rules that government aren't yet in place. Leo Varadkar gave an interview that a lot of people have heard yesterday on the RT This Week programme, more or less indicating that he was going to call the election this week, said he'd made, uh, made his mind up about the election. Those close to him and those in in frequent contact with him say he is you know, he is relaxed, he is the mean of a man who has decided what he wants to do and is now ready to get going with it. That was certainly consistent, I think, uh, with how he sounded yesterday. So the expectation is that the the election will be called as early as tomorrow
1: or possibly Wednesday. And do any of the factors floating around the place, there's a big European visit happening on Wednesday that the, the, the doll uh, reconvenes on Wednesday as well. Do they have an influence on how the Taoiseach might be thinking about when exactly to go to the Auras? Uh, look,
0: I'm sure all this choreography has some input into that decision. But the most important thing for the Taoiseach is not you know how this affects the visit of Ursula von der Leyen of whom many voters will not have the faintest idea who she is she's our new great leader she is the new president of the european commission and is such one of our several great leaders uh, but elections politicians both love and loathe elections and every politician from Leo Varadkar down to the lowliest backbencher is now completely focused on this election and will prioritise this election obviously being the Taoiseach he still has some government business to do the cabinet is meeting government buildings at 9 o'clock tomorrow and I would say any time after that over the coming days there will be uh, the election will be called when the Taoiseach goes to the orus he may or may not the doll may or may not end up coming back on on, uh, on Wednesday uh, he go to the orus the doll will be no more the campaign will be
1: underway but in a way whether it's tomorrow or whether it's Wednesday. Really or get it
0: Thursday. Yeah, look, but, so on. But we're can on I just ask now.
1: you one question? Does it matter if I was wandering around my own home stomping ground of Dublin 3 over the course of the weekend? I ran into a couple of people who are politically connected and they were almost like greyhounds at the, on their leashes at the moment. They were just waiting. The posters are ready. The cars are hired. The volunteers are ready to go. Uh, how important is kind of timing and is, is, is it a bit like sport that you hit these things with, with momentum at the start or does that matter? Look, it's important. It's important for
0: the first few minutes of the game. So, in a way, I think the way it is uh, the, it, it, for, for sporting analogy, or to, to use a sporting analogy, it's a bit like just before the match starts, and the referee—use a J. analogy—the referee is about to throw in the ball, and the guy's in the middle of the field are jostling one another and they're digging one another with their hurlies or their elbows uh, or whatever and pretty soon it'll go on there'll be a fr- the ref will throw in the ball there'll be a frantic burst of activity and then the campaign will settle down
1: OK does that in a way explain that hint of edginess verging on petulance verging on nastiness particularly between Fianna Fáil and finnegal that we've seen over the last day Yes
0: and no. So I think part of that is the phenomenon that I've described, the guys nudging one another before the ball is thrown in. But it's also attacking Martin, Fianna Fáil and Mihal Martin in, uh, in particular is an important part of the Fine Gael electoral strategy. So I think what they will try and do, I, I referred to it in a, a column a couple of months ago as, uh, you know, reminding that, that, uh, so that Fine Gael will remind uh, voters of the long record of public service of the leader of the opposition. And you saw that today, even when Micheál Martin was on, uh, he was on an RT doing an interview with Sean O'Rourke and Simon Harrison for Health was tweeting, uh, who is this agent of change that I hear? Could this be the same... Mihol Martin, that was a member of the Cabinet that brought in the bailout, that was the Minister for Health who, uh, who founded the HSE, who was a TD under Charles Haughey, etc, etc. And I think that sort of attempt to damage and delegitimize Micheál Martin as a leader of the opposition to remind voters of Fianna Fáil's history in the uh, in the period before the bailout I think that will be a very important message for Fianna, or Fianna Gael in uh, the opening period of the campaign and in in a way it's it's both offensive and defensive it's uh, it's it's offensive in that it aims to damage Fianna Fáil but it's also defensive because Fianna Fáil will claim to be the party of change this Fianna Gael has been in power since 2011 that's a long time this would be the third general election win in a row if they end up becoming the largest party and, uh, and, and leading the next government and that's quite unusual very few people do a three in a row. and uh, Particularly so, Fine Gael, Particularly, well, Fine Gael certainly never done. Fine Gael hadn't mm. done a two in a row before this time, uh, before this government, not to mind a uh, three in a row. So it really would be unprecedented. And Fianna Fáil will use that against them. And in modern politics, change, the promise of change is one of the great tropes. So when Fina Gale tries to damage FINA Fall as the party of change, I think that they're playing defensively with regard to their own longevity in office.
1: And in relation to that, very importantly, um, this is the first time in, I think, 13 years since the 2007 general election that there's actually been a choice and offer of Taoiseach because we knew who was going to win in 2011. We knew who was going to win in 2016. There was never any doubt about it. There is some doubt this time.
0: Yeah, I think I think for the first time since probably 2007, and in in a way that we probably haven't seen in Irish politics since the days of Charlie Haughey and Gareth Fitzgerald in the 1980s, there's a real big head-to-head clash. Between Michal Martin and, uh, and and Leo Varadkar for the job of Taoiseach, for the job of leading the next government. Both of them, and in fact, we discussed this in this studio before Christmas when we went around the table, and most of us agreed, and most of the political team agreed, that the most likely outcome of this election before the campaign takes place, and the campaign will be very important, uh, was that Michal Martin would, would uh, lead the next government. So I think that, you know, there is a real head to head in a way that we probably haven't seen in recent elections.
1: And of course, the two main parties are vying to, be, to to lead the next government and to be the next Taoiseach. But there'll be a lot of people listening to this podcast who will say, I'm not going to be voting for Fianna Fáil. I'm not going to be voting for Fine Gael. Between the two of them, they'll probably only get maybe a little bit more than 55% of the vote. There'll be a lot of other contests that can have a great bearing on what happens. That's 100% right. And that's the big difference between the days of Gareth Fitzgerald and Charlie
0: Haughey when Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, between them, used to Garner in excess of eighty percent of the vote in this election, as you rightly point out, they will get someplace probably between fifteen and sixty percent of the vote between them, possibly around fifty-five percent. So almost half the voters. Are voting for parties other than Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. And something that we will have to be careful of, I think, in covering the campaign, that we don't focus too intensively or too obsessively on the big two, uh, uh, important and all as that clash may be. I think that most people would agree that actually, whether it is Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. Who leads the next government? That its character and its policy character and approach will possibly be more defined by whoever they're in coalition with. Are there circumstances in which that programme for government? Is negotiated than whoever the uh, whoever is in the Taoiseach's office. So of course it is immensely important for the outcome of this election, how the Greens do, how Labour does, how Sinn Féin do, how independents do, are independents in a position to join another, uh, to join their second successive government. So, um, so yes, a big head-to-head clash between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael for sure, but lots and lots of action
1: happening away from that too. I can hear your enthusiasm. And just mentioning you talked about us covering the campaign, and as 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 soon as the election is called, in addition to all our other coverage on irishtimes.com, we'll be posting a podcast every evening at around this time so you can follow the campaign here. I can hardly wait. And that's it for this evening. Thanks to Declan, our producer. We'll be back very soon indeed.